All right, how are we doing this morning? Good. We're continuing our series in transformation. And the heartbeat of this series is that when we step into relationship with Christ, it calls for transformation in our life. It calls for change. And we've had a couple weeks where we've talked about things. Last week, I don't know about you, but Dan's message on waiting changed my week. It changed how I viewed my days, my hours. Anybody else with me on that? It was just so powerful. Come on. And today we're talking about the idea of our walk. That uh, when we step into a relationship with Christ, our walk is caused, calls for change, how we live daily. Because transformation is the name of the series because when we enter into relationship with Christ, we are, we, we are saying that the old us is dead and gone and the new creation is living. Our life should change after encountering Christ. Amen? I mean, Charles Spurgeon has this amazing quote. Conversion is the turning point onto the right road. It's how you walk on it, that road. That matters. Conversion is the turning point onto the white right road. The next thing to do is to walk on it. Now, like, like I said, we're talking about walk today, and the first step of our walk, our spiritual walk, the first thing we're gonna talk about is handing over control of our walk, handing over control of our day. Because I don't know if this is, I, I don't know if you're one of these people, but there is a purpose in walking. When we walk physically on earth, there's a purpose. We get from one place to what? Another place. There is some people, crazy, uh, that walk for fun. I don't get it. I don't get it. You walk for fun. Like, let's go for a walk. <laughs> Obviously. Um, but the, a walk has a purpose to it. It's about going from one place to another. Our spiritual walk is the same. It's about going from where we are closer to the heart of Jesus. That's what our spiritual walk is. We're going to talk about this walk today. And the first step in this walk is swapping control. Swapping control. Giving God control of your spiritual walk, your day-to-day decisions and actions. Uh, Steve Smith has this amazing thing called uh, the swap, and he, he has a point for each letter. If we're going to swap control, here's how it works. So the first one is S. This means to surrender to his will and his every word. I'll say that again. Surrender to his will and every word. Not just some. Not just the ones that we agree with. Every word. Let me just, let me just say something. Let me get this off my chest before we keep going. I see this happening more and more in the, in the church today. We all want a savior. We all want a savior, but not all of us want a Lord. We all want a savior. God, save me! We'll take that one. But to make him Lord over our life, where we are surrendered to his every will for our life, we battle with that one, amen? We, and so we need to swap control, surrender to his will and his every word. The W stands for wait on God in prayer. If we're going to swap control, first we surrender to his will, and then we wait on God. We wait on him through prayer. We, we, we have him speak into our walk before we just get walking. The A in swap stands for this, avoid sin 
and let God root out all unrighteousness. We surrender, we wait, and then we avoid sin. In our walk, we avoid sin and we we go to God and say, root out in me all the unrighteousness inside of me. Root out the thoughts, root out the habits. This is saying, really what this avoid sin is and the rooting process he's taking here is is a non-just lackadaisical approach to these areas in your life. That we need to allow Jesus to root them out. So swap, surrender, wait, avoid, and then the P, pursue the promptings of the Spirit. If we're gonna swap control, we have to pursue the promptings of the Spirit in our life. This is one we struggle with. I mean, there's probably some of us in here that would admit that. We struggle with listening to the Holy Spirit's daily promptings in our life. We all the time do this. We'll be walking somewhere and we'll hear something. Go talk to this person, don't do that. And here's the conversation we have in our head. Are you sure? (laughs) Is that God? Are you sure you're saying that? Because I don't understand that. We we have to become better at, at hearing and pursuing these promptings that God is putting in our life. If we're gonna swap control of our walk, it comes from pursuing those promptings instead of hiding those promptings. It it comes from hearing them and acting on them, not hearing and bearing, amen? And so if we're gonna have the right walk, we're gonna be focused on this idea of walk, our spiritual walk today. If we're gonna have the right walk, you gotta have the right pair of shoes. Anybody ever walked in uncomfortable shoes? It's miserable. You ever walked in shoes that weren't designed for the terrain you were walking in? Miserable. If you're gonna have the right spiritual walk, we need to have the right spiritual mindset, or in this sense, the right spiritual shoes on. If we're gonna walk and we're gonna swap control to God. And I have some friends that are gonna help me out as we kinda talk through this because we're gonna use some physical shoes to represent how some of us, and we go through seasons of walking our spiritual walk out, these shoes represent it. Who has box number one? Can you bring up box number one for me? Thank you so much. Now, this is the part, you have to stand here and say your deepest, darkest sin. No, I'm just joking, don't do that, don't do that, don't do that. Yeah. Everyone's like, no, not me. We're gonna, we're gonna have some fun with these shoes. And the, remember, these shoes, are the, are they represent how we pursue our spiritual walk, how we live it out. And the first one is uh, one I think a lot of us get caught up in, if we're honest, and one that we spend a lot of time in if we aren't purposeful with our spiritual walk. The first shoe is the comfort shoe. The comfort shoe, and I brought my house slippers. Anybody got a good pair of house slippers? No, just me, I see you, thank you. The comfort shoe, our spiritual walk, is built around comfort. We, we don't wanna be made uncomfortable. We don't wanna be made to feel stressed. We don't wanna feel challenged. We'll come to church, and, and as long as the pastor's saying things that I'm good at, I agree with it. But once I start to feel convicted, I become uncomfortable, and that's nonsense. The, the uncomfortable shoe is when we walk, our spiritual walk, with the pursuit of comfort. It, it's, the, it's the stay way far back from where God's calling me to live. If God's calling me into a new season or a new step that, that requires me to trust him, you know what, like that's too much for me. We can build our whole life around the pursuit of comfort. 
just being comfortable. And then I read passages like this in Proverbs 3, verses 5 and 6. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in what? All you do. And he will show you which path to take. Seek his will in all you do. See, the problem with the comfort spiritual walk is often the person who's pursuing comfort it doesn't have any room for God to show up in their life. They've built a comfortable life. They got their whole life planned out. They know what's gonna happen here, here, and here, and there's no room for God to show up. Are you praying prayers in your life that could only be answered if God shows up? Are you walking in your spiritual walk in a way that could only make sense if God showed up? Or are we just building this comfortable empire Safe, safe from all risks and all challenges. Safe from feeling. Safe from being challenged. Safe from change. If the line's here, and this is the line God's gonna call us to jump over, to go to the next season, we're not just away from the line. We are away from the line. This is comfortable for me. See, because the thing is, when it comes to trusting God, when it comes to trusting God, we will often be called into unknown seasons. We'll often be called into unknown things. It might even be challenging. And here's the truth. Sometimes, sometimes there's even failures in that season. But I want to tell you something. I think many Christians are quitting and resorting back to the comfortable Christian walk because they tried once and it seemed like a failure. Something bad happened, like, well, it's a failure, so it can't be from God, so I'm gonna go back to my comfort. Do you know that sometimes what God's trying to do is to take that failure that the world sees as a failure and make it his greatest testimony of your life? He's trying to say that the world's gonna say you failed. Keep walking, keep trusting me, and this will be the greatest thing that's ever happened to you. It reminds me of a story of a salesman in 1953. He worked for the Swanson Company, and his job was to distribute all the turkeys from the Swanson Company for Thanksgiving dinner. He made a big risk here. He challenged himself. Before the season went, they had to fill out a report to say how many turkeys they wanted for their region. He filled out his report, and he put a number on there no one had ever hit before. It was the biggest sales of turkey in the nation. Big risk. Thanksgiving comes, he goes door to door, and he sells these turkeys. Thanksgiving ends. Goes back to the truck, goes back to the train with all the frozen turkeys in it. There's still 260 tons of turkey left in the train. Uh oh, <laughs> that's a failure, right? That's a mistake. Now, here's what most people do okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to get comfortable again. I'm, never, I'm, not gonna, I'm not gonna keep trying. I tried once and it didn't work. I, I, I'm just gonna get comfortable. I'm gonna, I'm gonna revert back to this comfortable life. But what this man does is so different. See, here's the even interesting thing. The train's refrigeration system only worked if the train was moving. So he tells the driver, you are going to drive back from the East Coast into the West Coast, back and forth until I figure out what to do with these turkeys. 
So the driver's driving back and forth, like nonstop until finally something hits him. Something hits him, he says, okay, bring it back. He begins to slice these turkeys into thin slices. He grabs an aluminum tray, adds some mashed potatoes and some green peas, and the TV dinner is born. Out of this decision, in one year, 1993 to 1994, 10 million TV dinners were sold by this man. So don't quit because it gets uncomfortable. Sometimes God's calling you to a place of discomfort so he can get you ready for where he's trying to take you, amen? Don't quit, don't revert back. You got a calling on your life. You got a calling on your life, and the enemy is trying to convince you that your life is supposed to be comfortable. It's not. When I read scripture, I never see a time where Jesus says, Come to me, and you will have an easy life. Come to me, and you will have a life of comfort. Come to me, and you'll have this. But I do hear him say, come to me, and I will be the comforter to the broken. Come to me, and I will make right your path. Come to me, and even in storms and struggles, I will steady the waves. Come to me. Amen? So some of us, we've been pursuing a spiritual walk of comfort. Where's my second shoe? You got my second shoe? Bring it up. What's your name, man? Wyatt. Wyatt. Is your mom getting baptized today? That's awesome, dude. Um, second shoe. This is how some of us are living our spiritual life. This is a shoe I'm an expert in. This is the running shoe. The one who's at the spiritual running shoe on in their life is the one who's just trying to get through every day as fast as they can. They, they, they wake up, they know they should read their Bible, but instead of spending time marinating on the words of God, I just need to get that check mark on my Bible app done. I know I should start my day off spending time with God, but I got too much going on. You ever just seen that person who's always busy? Like, they'll, they'll say things like this, my head is just spinning, I have so much going on. Spiritually we do this. When our purpose of our spiritual walk is just to get there as quick as we can, we are missing out on so much development God is trying to do in us. We are missing out on what God is trying to teach us on the journey or people he might be calling us to interact with. When I read passages like this in Ephesians 5, it says this, be careful how you live. Don't live like the fools, but like those who are wise. Make the most of every opportunity. In these days, don't act thoughtlessly, but understand what the Lord wants you to do. Don't act thoughtlessly, but go up one line here. Make the most of every opportunity. If your spiritual life is all about just getting it done, are you really making the most of every opportunity? Are you really taking time to engage and interact with people when that prompting of the Spirit comes? Are you really taking most of the opportunity to develop your spiritual life, to talk to that person who might be questioning things about their eternity? I don't know about you, but it might be God's sense of humor, but he seems to always send people into my life who need something when I'm the most stressed out or when I'm the most busy. I, I, I love it though because it makes me have a moment. If am I gonna have my spiritual runners on or am I gonna be at pace with what God wants for my life? Am I gonna trust him? 
Am I gonna be willing to step out of the crazy hectic and rely on him and have a moment with someone that could change their eternity? That we have to ask ourselves, are we just spiritually running the race to get done? To get done as quick as we can? To, do we have a checkbox kind of relationship with Christ? I just need to get through my checklist today and I'm good. This isn't how we're designed to live life. Well, there's another pair of shoes here. Where's, who's got my third box? Where's my third box? Okay, this is my favorite box. Come on, this is my favorite box. You got the best one. This is the Jordan box. The Jordans are in this box. I'm gonna try to do this without breaking the mic. The Jordans are in this box, and here's what the Jordans are. The spiritual representation of this walk is the style walk. Person who's wearing these spiritually is the one that loves to get noticed. You don't put these on for people not to notice. You don't put on nice shoes so people say, hey, those are some ugly shoes. You don't put on nice shoes so people don't notice them. You put on these shoes so people will notice you got nice shoes on. Spiritually, spiritually in our walk, the people who are wearing these kind of shoes are the ones who won't do an act of kindness unless someone's there to give them a pat on the back. The ones who have to cause a big scene and make sure they are noticed when they're doing something in the name of God. Maybe even comes to church and worships and positions themselves in the right place so that most people can see them raising their hands and worshiping God. Look at me! Look at how generous I am! Look how kind I am. Look how sacrificial I am. Look at how much I love Jesus in your life and your spiritual walk is just built around people patting you on the back saying you are the best. We're not designed to walk like this. We are not designed to be the center of attention. In fact, we're designed to walk like this. It says in Mark, uh, Micah 6, 8, No, O people, the Lord has told you what is good. And what he requires of you, do what is right, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God. The Christian walk is a walk of humility. When people look at our life, believers, let me talk to you for a second. When they look at your life and people are singing your praise and how great you are, their attention is on the wrong person. We should walk our life spiritually that when people look at us and they examine us, they begin to say, wow, Shane's not awesome. Jesus is amazing. If, if Jesus could do that in Shane, he must be real. Jesus is amazing because of what he's doing in Shane, but we do so much walking, even not on purpose. We have to really examine our hearts here. A lot of what our Christian relationship is and the habits we have, if we're honest at the core, we do them because if we don't, people will notice we aren't doing them. Or vice versa. We are called to live a life where Christ receives the glory for everything we do. When, I, I don't know about you, but I want, when people look at my life, and it's not hard, but when people look at my life, I want them to say things like, Shane? How did Shane do that? How is Shane acting like that? 
Because then I can say to them, it is not me, but him who lives in me that gives the glory, that gets the glory, not me. Here's the problem. Here's the problem with the, the, the style shoe. If you don't get this one off, if your spiritual walk is based on style and performance, you will always be comparing it to someone else. You will always be comparing it to someone else. When someone else has a breakthrough with Christ in their life, you will not celebrate for them, you will try to recreate it for yourself. When someone else has a moment where God shows up, instead of cheer and joy, you'll be bummed that you didn't come up with that idea. See, when we get to a place of taking these shoes off and choosing to give Jesus glory in everything we do, comparison goes away. Because why does it matter? Because Jesus is getting the glory either way. Amen? So the next one I got here. Next one I got here. Who's got box four? Thank you. This is a heavy box, isn't it? You wonder what's in here? Yeah, shake it. Shake it. What's in this one? It's like Christmas Day. What's in this one? Here's the thing. This one isn't a pair of shoes. But this is one that we, a lot of us, walk with every day. This is something that we carry, that we wake up, we battle with, we tie to, we walk around carrying chains all the time. We walk around carrying chains from our past, our current circumstances, our current decisions, and our spiritual walk is weighed down because we're chained to things we shouldn't be. We're weighed down by the chains of maybe sin or we're weighed down by chains of the sins that we had before we met Christ, the shame that comes along with it, the people we've hurt, the, and we haven't experienced freedom, true freedom, because yes, we've asked Christ to come in and forgive us, and he's given us the lock for the, the chains to set us free, but every day we wake up and chain ourselves again with shame, regret, or pain. And our spiritual walk is slow and hard because we are not walking in freedom. I read passages like this in John 8, verse 34. Jesus replied to them, I tell you the truth, everyone who sins is a slave to sin. Some of us are walking daily in our spiritual walk, slaves to sin that is keeping us in bondage. That's keeping us slaved and we are not walking in freedom. But you go down two verses, it says this in John 8, verse 36. So if the Son sets you free, you are truly free. Some of us just need to have a moment, maybe today, where you need to acknowledge there's some sin in your life that you need to ask Christ to come set you free from. You need Christ to show up and to be the breaker of chains like he is and to set you free. And maybe there's some of us who have already had that prayer but we are still waking up every day and chaining ourselves with thoughts, with, with shame and regret, and our walk is not what it's called to be because we're still in chains. We need to ask Jesus to take these chains, take them away, and so we can walk in freedom. Amen? So let's get to the last shoe. This is the spiritual walk that we should walk in. This is the walk that we should walk in. How we should walk spiritually every day, this shoe represents. You got the shoe here? Hey, this is my kid's t-ball coach, by the way. Yeah, right here, hey. Thanks, man. This is a heavy one. 
This is the spiritual walk we should be walking. How we should be waking up every day and living our life. This is the shoes we're designed to walk in. And these shoes are the work boots. See, these shoes aren't pretty though. These shoes are beaten up, they're ugly, they've gone through some stuff. These shoes have faced storms, they've faced trials and bad weather, but these shoes have a purpose. See, these boots are designed to be water resistant. These boots are designed to face cold and heat. These boots are designed with a specific purpose, and here's the truth, so are you. So are you. Your walk, your spiritual walk, is meant to be, to have a purpose attached to it. But we've been wearing this wrong shoes. We've been walking in the wrong shoes. When we are called to wake up every day and to strap on the boots the work, the spiritual work boots, and get to work for the kingdom of God, to get to work in serving Jesus, to get to work in helping others, to helping the sick and helping the needy. Your life is not about comfort, it's about work. Your life is not about running fast, it's about working for the kingdom. It's not about being tied to chains, it's about waking every day and walking in freedom, prepared for what the day has ahead of you. And it's not about style. It's not about what people see or what they say about you. In fact, when you put these boots on, when you put these spiritual boots on, people will point at you and mock you and say you're wasting your life because it doesn't make sense. What are you doing with your life? But these are the kind of boots that I want to wear daily and get to work for my Savior, Jesus Christ. I want to close with this verse in Matthew verse, chapter 7. I think this paints the need for us to have the spiritual work boots on perfectly. It says this, you can enter God's kingdom only through the narrow gate. The highway to hell is broad. And its gate is wide for many who choose that way. But the gateway to life is very narrow. And the road is difficult and only a few will ever find it. The road is difficult. Very few will find it. Church, I worry that we've been believing a lie. That we've been believing a lie that this is what the Christian life was promised and this is what it should be. But as I continue to read scripture and over and over again, I keep seeing this theme. Jesus wants us to get to work. He doesn't want you comfortable. In fact, he wants to mess up your life. He wants to shake it up. He wants you to take leaps of faith so he can show up. He doesn't want you to run through life. He wants you to get to work in every moment of every day. He doesn't want you caught up in sin. He wants you free so you can impact, and he doesn't want you putting on a show where you get the glory because he is a selfish God, and he wants the glory for all he's done. It's interesting. We live a life. We live a life 
where daily we wake up and we decide, what am I gonna wear today? What kind of spiritual walk am I gonna have today? My prayer is that as a church, Grace Church, we would have a group of people who would wake up every day and say, it's time to put my work boots on. It's time to put my spiritual work boots on and get to work for Jesus. I read this passage in Philippians 2, verse 13. It says, for God is working in you, giving you what you desire and the power to do what pleases him. God is working in you, giving you the desire and the power that pleases him. If you wake up every day and you put on your spiritual work boots to walk that spiritual walk he's calling you to live, he will give you the power, he will give you the wisdom, and he will keep showing up over and over and over again. Amen? Amen. Let's pray together. Father God, we love you and we praise you. Pray that you would that you would just meet us here again and speak to us right now. Speak to us right now. Reveal to us the areas in our life that we need you to give us new vision, new direction for how we're walking. Give us new clarity on how we should be walking and where we should be walking. Pray that we would just wake up every day and surrender our lives to you. Surrender, that we would swap control of who's deciding our walk. And we'd honor you. It's in your name we pray. Amen.